Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 112 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the freedom to read your word and learn about you. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Matthew chapter 23. There is a chapter of woes, woes to the Pharisees. Jesus calls them out on all their wrongdoings. As I read this chapter about their faults, I found myself asking the Lord if any of their faults were within me. And I think this is the way that we should read it. Jesus accused them of teaching things they didn't do themselves. We are all familiar with the saying, do as I say and not as I do. So maybe we need to do some introspection here as well. Jesus accused them of putting burdens on the people that they didn't help carry. Paul writes a lot about helping shoulder one another's burdens. Maybe we can do better here as well. Jesus accused them of loving the honor from people. I'm sure I desire to be at least appreciated by others, even if it's just my own family. I know a lot of moms who feel they aren't, but they earnestly desire to be appreciated. Maybe we can look to the Lord for his appreciation and honor more than we look to people. Jesus accused the Pharisees of not helping people enter the kingdom of heaven. I admit that I don't continually look to proselytize, but that is one of the tasks God asks of us. It is the Great Commission. Again, as I read this chapter, it was easy to see the Pharisees' faults, as Jesus pointed out, but maybe we need to see where we could do better too. There are many other accusations spoken against them. Let our hearts be soft and moldable to the Lord so he can do with us as he desires and we can serve him as he has planned. We start a new book today, the book of Titus. Titus was a Gentile who was converted by Paul and was associated with him for about 15 years. Titus was traveling with Paul when Paul left him in Crete to tend to the church there. It was a bit unorganized and needed some direction. So let's see what Paul writes to Titus in chapter one. Paul instructs him about appointing elders over the churches and what their character should be like. The elders should have integrity, including in their families. The bishops were to be loving and hospitable, love good people, love good things, sober-minded, and correct in their teachings and beliefs. He writes a lot about what they shouldn't be as well. And it seems the people in Crete were riddled with issues. Verse 12 says, One of their very number, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, hurtful beasts, idle and lazy gluttons. So the elders and bishops needed to be the opposite and be equipped with the ability to deal with the issues of these people. A nugget of wisdom is found in verse 15, where Paul writes, To the pure in heart and conscience, all things are pure, but to the defiled and corrupt and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Their very minds and consciences are defiled and polluted. We can take this into account in our own lives as well with those we meet and even those in our inner circles, weighing the wisdom with whether they should stay in our circle and or invite them into our inner circle. It is one thing to help people come to the Lord and another to invite those who are corrupt with no intention of changing into our inner circle. Let's see what's happening with the Israelites in Judges chapter 13. The Israelites turned against the Lord again and God gave them into the Philistines' hands for 40 years. God had a plan. He chose a barren woman to have a child who would begin to free the Israelites. The woman was visited by an angel of God who told her she would have a child who was to be a Nazarite from birth, a person separated for the Lord's purpose. 
Her husband was Manoah from the tribe of Dan. When she told him about her visitation, he prayed for another one. God granted his request. The angel of the Lord came to them again. Manoah wanted to prepare a meal for him, even though the angel couldn't eat it. So he prepared a meal and offered it upon a rock, which became inflamed. And the angel rose to heaven in this flame. Pay attention to how the woman was to live so that her son could be separated unto the Lord. Their son Samson was born, and verse 24 says the child grew and the Lord blessed him. In chapter 14, we read about Samson wanting a wife, a Philistine woman for his wife. These were the very people who had captured the Israelites, so his parents were against it. However, we read in verse 4 that it was of the Lord and that he sought an occasion for assailing the Philistines. We see Samson's strength as he tore a lion apart. Then Samson made a feast and tempted the men with a bet in the form of a riddle, a riddle he told them they had to solve within a seven-day feast. They were unable and went to his wife and told her they would burn her and her father's home down if she didn't tell them what the answer to the riddle was. Samson's wife was able to get him to tell her the answer, which she then gave to her people. Verse 19 says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he went down to Ashkelon and slew 30 men of them and took their apparel as spoil and gave the change of garments to those who explained the riddle. And his anger was kindled, and he went up to his father's house. But Samson's wife was given to his companion, who was his best friend. We shall see how this situation goes as we continue our reading in the next few days. Psalm 112 describes the person who reveres and worships the Lord, the one who lives according to God's commandments. He will be blessed, be prosperous. Light will rise in the darkness. It will be well with him. He will not be moved. He will not be afraid. He will have faith and trust in God. These are all the wonderful things that result from the one who reveres and worships God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us wisdom and truth. We pray for more wisdom, Father. May our hearts worship and honor you. May we look to you for all we need. You are great and mighty. We praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.